let the ushers get in from smoking and the ladies get sit down from singing. All right, everybody's in. Good deal. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I was telling you a while ago about the um, teenagers going so when we, we did stop at a, I guess we used our bus. There we go. Let me get rid of this. Uh, our bus, a little, ha- I guess, half legal. We were insured in case we wrecked. We would have been insured. Uh, I don't know that the tag was legal, uh, but we all fit in the bus better than we do m- multiple cars. So we pulled up in a, a park with the bus, and uh, immediately this guy starts walking over to the bus. I'm like, goodness gracious, because Lucas always gets us thrown out of places and, and hollered at and things like that. So I thought, oh, no, they, they saw Lucas. So anyway, uh, he comes up, knocks on the door. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to have a good spirit. Yes, sir, can I help you? And uh, he's, oh, we're just letting you know we got free food, drinks. I was like, there's a whole lot of them in here. Bring them. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, we'll see. And so we went and knocked doors for a long time. And uh, I told the, the uh, teenagers if they were still there when we got back, we would partake. And, uh, of course, I guess some of them thought about hot dogs the whole time we were out knocking doors. But uh, anyway, we got back, and they were still there. And so uh, I think it was a, some type of church. And... Uh, you know, I met both of their, or I guess their pastor and the, and the, and the co-pastor, and uh, both of them were ladies. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, woohoo, here we go, we're going to eat some hot dogs. And so I was like, just eat, just eat. And uh, so anyway, I, I guess uh, the one co-pastor came over and kind of cornered the girls a little bit, and she said, the Lord gave me a word. And uh, so I was like, okay, girls, <laughs> so, uh, they got told that they didn't need to make up to be pretty and they didn't need to wear all this worldly stuff to be pretty. And I was like, come on. And, uh, and she, she preached pretty good. Uh, but anyway, and then she jumped on the guys and uh, told them to be strong and uh, not, you know, not wimps in this world and things like that. And you just tell the devil, not today and tomorrow ain't looking good either. And uh, so I was like, you know. I agreed with everything she said, just not maybe the position that she held so, and uh, so forth. But anyway, we had a, a good time outdoor knocking and, and got to eat some hot dogs and uh, drink some drinks and, and things like that. So anyway, Acts chapter 1, verse 11, obviously pastor was preaching out of this Sunday, and uh, I promise you I won't preach his sermon again. Uh, uh, because it, it happens to me occasionally like that when, when pastor's preaching or anybody else is preaching the, the Word of God. Obviously, it's alive. It's God's Word uh, and so forth. And so uh, he, he had read one verse, and you know, kind of like in your devotion, sometimes words will just jump out to you, and uh, the Holy Spirit will just start flooding your soul. And uh, that's what was happening to me up here on Sunday. So I got two sermons, uh, one from Pastor and one from the Holy Ghost, and, uh, and they were both good. And uh, I, the Holy Ghost probably had something to do with both of them. But anyway, uh, I was writing down what the Holy Ghost was preaching to me up here in my chair Sunday, and uh, I hope to share that, share it, share it with you. Uh, it was exciting to me when he was giving it to me, and uh, hopefully uh, I can kind of portray that a little bit tonight. And hopefully, even though we're tired on a Wednesday night, uh, and, you know, ready to go home, eat, go to bed, all that kind of stuff. Maybe we can get a little bit excited about how awesome Jesus is. Amen? And, uh, and so the, the key word is the, the word that jumped out to me in uh, verse 11 there. Obviously, Pastor read it, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? And, and uh, here's, the, here's the phrase that jumped out to me, this same Jesus, this same Jesus. And, uh, yeah, he went up that day, but he's done a whole lot more than just go up. 
And I mean, it just started. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, hold on, Lord. I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. them. And so, again, I wrote these down and put some verses with them. You know, I like doing that. You know, God gives you a thought and you have to go find a verse to fit it. Uh, but anyway, uh, we see here that, that, that this same Jesus did a whole lot more than just arise that day. So that's what we're going to preach about tonight, talk about tonight a little bit. This same Jesus, uh, it's the same one, the same one that they were gazing at, uh, did all these things for us that we're going to look at today, and let's have, or tonight, and let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day, and thank you for how awesome you are, Lord. I ask you to help us, Lord, to be excited about that. Lord, there are some things that are going on in our world today that would depress us, maybe even going on in our personal life that might get us down, uh, and so forth. Uh, but, you know, just like those guys were gazing at you that day, you're still that same Jesus. And uh, you've got everything under control, and you've done a whole lot more for us that we're going to look at tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let's flip back one page to John 21, 25. And let me just preface what I'm going to say, because we could be here a long time if I started telling you everything that that same Jesus has done or that same Jesus is going to do. We'd be here for a spell. And I'm not sure that anybody wants to be here that long. But let's look at verse 25 of chapter 21 of John. And it says here, and there, are, uh, and there are also many other things which Jesus did. And so John was in the same boat that I am tonight, trying to tell you a little bit what Jesus did, that same Jesus did. And let's see what he had to say about it. It says, that the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And he said, amen. In other words, think about that. That's how much Jesus has done. And because uh, our books couldn't contain it. Uh, the books could not, this world could not contain the books to be written about all the good stuff that he's done. And again, I, I got a little bit of that going on Sunday when a pastor was preaching and I was having myself a time. So now let's go to Genesis. I'll just read these to you. Uh, go ahead and go to Psalm 30, 139. Psalm 139. I'll read these first two to you. Uh, this same Jesus is what we're talking about tonight. And uh, this same Jesus that they were gazing at, watching go up, uh, this same Jesus made us. He made us. Uh, and Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27 says this, And God said, Let us make man in our image. And, of course, if you know what that us is, that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They were, they were there at the beginning. There's never a time that they haven't been. There's never a time that they won't be. And so not only that same Jesus that they were gazing at as he was going up, did he rise that day or ascend that day, but he also made us. He made us. Uh, the Bible says that uh, he, let us make them in our, uh, in our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish. I like that verse right there too. All right, There's nothing better than hooking a big old largemouth on top water. It's great. All right, And uh, I like to gaze at that every once in a while. And I'm throwing over and I'm looking, hoping that it'll happen. And uh, God gave us that dominion. Uh, then it says here, let them have the, uh, over the fowls of the air. And there's a lot of them I've eaten too. Uh, I, I like to eat dove. They're hard to hit, but I like to eat them. I like to eat, eat quail. Uh, turkeys don't fly too far. Uh, you know, they like some of us, they get up to speed and then they're ready to stop real quick like. Uh, I don't know why. But anyway, uh, but we have dominion over all that. And we can shoot them and eat them and it's, it's fine. You know, all those animals have a great place on our plate right beside the potatoes. And uh, God gave us dominion. It says here over the cattle. I, I'm no respecter of steaks. I like New York strips, T-bones, porterhouses, ribeyes. Rib I'm no respecter. 
Uh, I'll eat them all. And we have dominion over those. Uh, and then it says here, and every creeping thing. Now, these I'll draw the line at eating, but I don't draw the line at killing. Uh, I came up to the, the I think it was, uh, I can't remember when I was coming home from, but it was dark. And I stepped up on the front porch, and there was something wiggling on my front porch. And, uh, I mean, that's what it was. I was coming home from the, from the softball activity. No, 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 father-son camper trip because there was wiffle ball bats in my truck. That's all I could find. And I ran back out to the truck. I'm looking for something you know, heavy-duty, and wiffle ball bat it was. So I go up on the porch. Bow, 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 bow. I mean, I start, my wife thinking somebody's shooting me. She, she comes peeking around the corner like this. You know, she wasn't coming for my help. She was just like seeing. Uh, you know, if she thought somebody would shoot me, I hit the concrete so hard. But anyway, I killed it. It was one of those red and yellow and black and things like that. But I couldn't remember that phrase to save my life. You know, red and yellow kill a fella, red on black, friend of Jack. Uh, I checked it afterwards. He was my friend, but he was still dead. <laughs> so, you know, that same Jesus gave us dominion over those creepy things, uh, and we can kill them, amen? Uh, in verse 27, it says here, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he, and I'm going to finish this verse, male and female, created he them. That fits in our day and time pretty good right there. God did it. Uh, he made us. That same one that went up made male and female. Uh, now, you're at Psalm 139. We're going to look at verses 13 through 18, and I have a few uh, other verses in between here. Because he made us, and this, these verses tell us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Because God doesn't, he doesn't do trash. He doesn't do mistakes. He doesn't do, you know, mishaps. Uh, you know, some of us we kind of question, but God doesn't make mistakes. He fearfully and wonderfully made us. In verse 13 it says this, For thou hast possessed my reins and covered me in my mother's womb. So we see here that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And praise God for mamas. All right? And they take care of us as soon as we come out. But there's somebody taking care of us before we come out. And it says it right there. He was watching over us when we was in our mom's womb. Take that abortion crowd. I'll just get them all tonight. Because uh, this same Jesus is against he and he and she and she and and he's against killing babies. So he, he fearfully and wonderfully made us. And we see here in verse 13 that God, he, was, he possessed over my reins. He covered me in my mother's womb. So he was there even when my mom couldn't take care of me. I mean, parents, they, when they found out they're expecting, they, they hope and they pray. But it's all in God's hands. Help them develop. Now, what do you want? I mean, so everybody, you know, they're always spiritual, right? Just as long as it's healthy. I wasn't very spiritual. Give me a boy, all right? I know how to handle boys. The girls freak me out, all right? And uh, praise God, he answered my prayers. Uh, and then, then they got married and had girls. I mean, there's girls everywhere now. Goodness gracious. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, but we see here that he was watching over us in our mother's womb. So in our most secret part, our reigns, and in our most secret condition, our unborn state, God was in control and we were under his guardianship. A couple of verses about that. John 17, 24 says this, Father, I will that thou also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. Ephesians 1, 4, According as he hath chosen us, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy 
and without blame before him in love. And 1 Peter 1.20 says this, Who verily, who foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifest in these last days, or these last times for you. So according to the Bible, before the foundations of this world, we were in God's mind. He knew we were going to be in that womb. So he was taking care of us even before we were in that womb. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. The plan was already planned before he even built the world, made the world, created the world. He foreordained that. So now let's look at verse 14. And here's where we uh, get that phrase. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Then it goes on to say, marvelous are thy works, that, that my soul knoweth right well. Uh, again, I didn't pay real close attention in, in, in class, many classes at all in, in school, all right? Uh, but, you know, the nervous system, I know there is one, and God created it. I don't know how it works. Uh, I know there's blood vessels going everywhere in there, and God created all that. This is his marvelous works. Uh, I know there's a muscular system. I see them every morning when I'm flexing in the mirror. <laughs> Look here, babe. Isn't that a little bit bigger? All right. Uh, I know there's a muscular system. Hey, God made it. It's fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, and then, not to mention our eyes, our lungs, our heart. I mean, God made all that. And so that same Jesus that rose up before the foundations of the world knew he was going to do all this. Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father, and we are the clay. Thou art the potter, and we are the works of thy hands. He made it. He made us. Romans 9, 21 says this. Hath not the potter power over the clay? Uh, again, there's a lot of people trying to take over what God did. And when they come out of that plastic surgery place, they're not as good as God. They look scared. They look like their face will crack if they smile. <laughs> look, you, you're all right when it comes to surgery and keeping me alive, but you can't make my face look as good as God can. All right? And, you know, I don't know what I think about that. You know, I'm still you know, not too wrinkly. <laughs> but some people, you know, they'll go get it, you know, stapled up in their hairline and, Oh, well, I can't have that anyway. I can't get anything rise or tightened up anyway. So I might as well just be okay with what God did. Amen? So what we see here, he's the potter. He has the power over the clay. Jeremiah eighteen four, The vessel that was made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. I know my life was marred, but I like the rest of that verse. I was still in his hand. Even though I was being stupid, and making a mess of my life, I was still in God's hand. And what does it say? So he just again made another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make. Whew. That same Jesus that went up is the potter. And he made you, and even though you tried to mess it up, he fixed it. He made it again. Now, I'm not thinking it's the plastic surgery time type, but he could take care of your life. Look at what verse 15 says. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. So we see here God is the one that made us before the foundation of the world. All this took place in God's mind. Verse 16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And then it says here, in thy book all my members were written. 
Uh, we've always heard that, you know, babies don't come with a, with a manual. Yeah, they do. All right, God made them just like he wanted to make it. He's got the manual. But then he also give us this. All right, how to raise them. And, well, my kid's different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like you, so they are different. Uh, but the, God's plan will work for all of them. All right, train them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Well, my kid's different. Well, the book says train them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to spank them. Well, my kid, uh, we're supposed to spank them. The Bible says if you love them, you will. I mean, but times it says. That means as many times as it takes, and as soon as you know, they know better. All right? And you just keep on doing it. You've got a book right there. Uh, raise them uh, in, the, in the right way. So we see here, verse 17, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me. So not only before the foundation of the world did that, that same Jesus that rose up, he had a plan for all of us. He designed us. He was going to make us. But then it said here, it said that he thought about us. He thought about us. Oh, God, how great the sum of them. It wasn't just a glancing thought or a just run it by. No. He thought on us and thought on us and thought on us and thought on us. And it says here, how great the sum. Uh, again, I know dudes and chicks or males and females are made different. Right, dudes don't like to think. Right, we just set in our ways and that's it. We don't like to think. Uh, girls, they think all the time. They're thinking, things are running through their mind, things like that. I'm glad they have a mind. But anyway, they're just running, 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 running. But that's what they want. They want us to think about them. Where do you want to go to supper? I don't care. Just give me a piece of bread and some peanut butter. I'm good. No, they want you to think about where you want to take them. Sorry. Uh, so, but God, he thought about us and thought about us, and that makes us feel special. That's what they want. They want you to Think they're special. And think about us, what your, your wife wants you to do. But God thought about us. Look at verse 18. And this tells you again how much, how great the sum. We're going to try to explain how great the sum. If I should count them, there are more in number than the sand. And it didn't say the sand on the west coast or the east coast or which. No, it said the sand. All right? And, uh, again, I've been to places that are sandy and, uh, and got sand in areas that I didn't like getting them. Uh, in between my toes, uh, you know, scratching me everywhere. Uh, but sand is everywhere. But God thought about us more than the sand, the grains of sand. He thought about us a lot. So we see here that God made us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. So why in the world, Matthew six twenty seven, which you by taking thought can add one cubit to your statue. Don't wish yourself different. God knew what he was doing. He followed the plan. And he made you exactly how he wanted to make you. So that, one, that same Jesus that went up made us. So this same Jesus, uh, we were with him in his mind before the foundation of the world. This same Jesus was the overseer until we came out of our mother's womb. This same Jesus created us just like he wanted to. This same Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. There's nothing this same Jesus uh, can, cannot do for us. So number one, he made us. That same Jesus made us. Number two, Roman number two, that same Jesus, not only did he make us, he made everything. Let's go to John 1, 1 through 3. Not only did he make us, the same Jesus that rose that day or ascended that day made us. 
let us make man in our own image. He was involved. Not only did he make us, he made everything else. John 1, 1 through 3. It says here, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And so it's talking about just like let us make man in our own image before the foundation of the world. That same us was here. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus was the creator. So the same Jesus that ascended that day that was getting gazed at by those men is the same one that made everything that you ever have seen or ever will see or ever heard of. I'll read you a couple other verses. Colossians 1.16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible. So Colossians is covering it all. Whether it be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So he is not being unreasonable. The Bible says it's our reasonable service to present our body a living sacrifice. So it's not unreasonable for him to expect us to serve him. He created us. He created everything for him, by him, uh, and, and in the world and ourselves also. Revelation 4.11 says this. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. So he deserves it. It's not wrong for him to want it. For thou hast created all things, and, and for thy pleasure were are and were created. Or they are and were created. So this same Jesus created everything. And so all the panic that goes on in our day and time about uh, we're going to run out of this and we're, we don't have enough of this and we got to quit. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. The same one, the same one that they were gazing at, they created it. And the Bible says he'll sustain it till he's through with it. And so we don't have to worry about it. Now, I'm not saying be ridiculous and, and, and waste things and things like that. I have no problem with, uh, you know, planning and maybe even recycling this or that. Uh, but I'm not going to freak out and, you know, go get an electric car or something. Uh, might get me an electric scooter, but I'm not going uh, to. God's got it. All right? I mean, that same Jesus that ascended, created this world, and he'll sustain it until he's through with it. So number three, not only did this same Jesus create us and created everything else, number three, this same Jesus was our example on how to live on the earth. Uh, so he didn't say, go do as I say, not as I do. He came down for 33 and a half years and was our example how we're supposed to live here on this earth. And again, just like the books could be written that the world could not contain, I can't give you all the examples that he is, but I picked a few. One, he lived on this earth without sin. He lived on this earth without sin. Hebrews 4.15. Hebrews 4.15 says this, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So he came to this earth and lived 33 and a half years and showed that it's possible to live on this earth even with the devil tempting him, even with the world tempting him. I mean, he was 100% man, so he had flesh just like us. So his flesh even tempted him, yet without sin. So it can be done. Uh, and, he, and, and obviously, he gave us examples. So sometimes he answered the devil, his flesh, uh, and this world's philosophy with the Scripture. And so he gives it to us right here. Hide it in your heart that you might not sin against God. And so that's what he did. He answered uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil with the Scripture. Sometimes the Bible says that he answered not a word. He just resisted. 
He didn't waste his time telling the devil why he wasn't going to do that. He just resisted, and he had to flee. So he was an example how to live on this earth. This same Jesus that ascended that day lived on this earth without sin. And sometimes he used the scripture to, continue, uh, to keep from sinning. Sometimes he answered not a word. Then sometimes the Bible says he fled, uh, and I believe it was to give no place to the devil. You've got to get out of there. <laughs> We've got people in the Bible uh, you know, that fled away from temptation, fled away from sin. You know, they got lied about it uh, when, you know, when they left and left their coat uh, and so forth, but they got out of there. So Jesus was an example of how to live on this earth without sinning. Uh, number two, uh, he, the, he was not only did he live without sin, he made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 7. And again, I believe there's a whole lot of people on this, on this ball, this earth, that have given up on the sinless life. Now, we know we can't be perfect, but we ought to try. And praise God for 1 John 1, 9, so we can get it cleaned up real quick, start again. Okay, we don't give up. And this, this is going rampant in our world today with the social media and the, and the sports stars and the Hollywood. Reputation, reputation, reputation. There ain't none of them that can measure up to Jesus. That same Jesus that went up to heaven, did, he didn't make himself a reputation. But guess what? He had one. He didn't have to do anything about it, but he had one. Look what Philippians 2, 7 says this. But made himself of no reputation took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And I, I think last time I preached, I quoted the verse that my wife quotes to me all the time, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth and a stranger not thine own lips. Uh, and so uh, I get it all the time. Uh, why? Because I'm, I'm worried about my rep. Uh, I got to fit in. I got to be cool, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Jesus didn't worry about that. Uh, he just made himself with no reputation. And I believe even when he healed people, he told people, don't you go tell anybody. Just keep it to yourself. Uh, all of the people in our world today have been posting that, reposting that, vlogging it, vlogging it, all that kind of stuff. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. Look at me. Look at me. Jesus was an example of making himself with no reputation. Job 22, 30, or 21 and 22 says this. Let, let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person. Neither let me give flattering titles unto man. I read that one time a couple weeks back, and I was like, I was looking in our world today. I mean, you can't even call anybody a secretary without getting sued. I'm a personal assistant. Okay, my bad. I mean, everybody wants a flattering title. You know, I, I, I tried to think of some, you know, like, you know, garbage man. You can't say garbage man. You know, I guess you're shipping unwanted items, da 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 you know, your title's this long. I mean, everybody's got to have a title. Flattering titles. Verse 22 says this, For I know not to give flattering titles, in so doing, my maker would soon take me away. So Jesus wasn't about flattering titles, making himself a reputation. So not only did he live on this world without sinning, he made himself no reputation. And the third thing he did, he just went about doing good. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So he just went about doing good. Uh, and again, that's how he got his reputation. 
Because that verse I quoted a while ago, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, another, a stranger not thine own lips, they were talking about Jesus. That's why the multitude pressed. Uh, that's why they had to rip roofs off to get a guy to him so he could get healed. Why? Because people talk. So if you'll just go about doing good, let God take care of it. That's all we need to do. He was an example of just going about doing good and not worrying about uh, what people thought. So, number one, we saw that uh, not only did that one that ascended, this same Jesus created me and created us. This same Jesus created everything. This same Jesus lived on this earth and was an example of how to. Number four, not only did he do all those things, he wanted us to have a comforter. This same Jesus wanted us to have a comforter. Let's go to John 14. He wanted us. Uh, of course, he had, the, you know, he had the last supper. He met with his disciples and said, now look, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. Go away. And of course, we know Peter. Oh, I got your back. I'm with you. Thick and thin. And, uh, you know, okay, Peter. And before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. Oh, no, not me, man. I'll die away. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. You know, er, 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 Peter. Oh. And then uh, John, actually, in the book of John, it says, not only did the cock crow, that Jesus' eyes beheld Peter. And uh, I've, I've talked to them you know, before. You know, they, they do pretty good sitting over here by themselves, you know, all the adultified and dignified and mature. But I've seen some eyes before. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm paying attention to the preaching. I'm not watching the teenagers. And so all of a sudden I'll see a mom out here. Okay. <laughs> and I know whose mom it is, so I look over there and, yep, Doofus is over there acting up, doing something he shouldn't do, getting that look, uh, you know. And none of you husbands have ever gotten the look, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I mean, Peter denied him and the cock crew, and he got the look from Jesus. But Jesus wanted us to have a comforter. He said, look, I'm leaving. So John 14, 16 through 18 says here, and I will pray the Father. Y'all remember this verse? Memory verse a couple weeks ago. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Because that same Jesus that created you, and that thought about you, and the sum was great, and he did all the things that he did for you, and knew he was going to have to leave, it was bothering him. I can't leave him by himself. i got to take care of this. And so, why? Because he loves us and because he thought about us over and over and over. And he said, hey, I'm going to pray the Father and he's going to give you another comfort that he abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. In verse 18, and I will not leave you comfortless. He was worried about us. So this same Jesus that ascended and left, he was worried about it. That had to be done. All right? It was prophesied. He had to come die and resurrect and then ascend and be sitting on the right hand of the Father so he can uh, make provisions for us and, and, and be our advocate. And his blood is still speaking for us. That had to be done, but he was worried about it. He didn't want to, but he had to. That's kind of like sometimes, you know, a, a dad playing with his kids. He enjoys that. But he looks at the clock and says, oh, i got to be at work in 10 minutes. He don't want to leave because he loves Junior and Juniorette. And he wants to, maybe he loves sleep. But anyway, uh, he don't want to go, but he loves them enough he goes because he knows that money is going to provide a roof and provide some food and, and take care of them. So he, see, so he separates from them a little while. 
That's exactly what that same Jesus was doing. I'm going to go up, but I love you, and I don't want to go, and I'm worried about you getting a comforter, and I'm not going to leave you comfortless. So this same Jesus wanted us to have a comforter. Next, uh, this same Jesus is the Word, and we've already read it, John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he felt pretty good about leaving because he knew that the Holy Spirit would be in us and we'd know who the Holy Spirit was because we invited him in when we got saved. Okay, they'll be okay, but I'm also going to leave them this right here. And they're going to be really get taken care of. All right, because this is him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So yeah, he left, but he also left us the Comforter and he left us his Word. And he said, hey, this is all you need uh, while I'm gone. And so we could just keep on going. This same Jesus that ascended that day, right before he ascended, he paid for our sins. And so they were, they were gazing like, oh, no, he's leaving. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But they should have been thinking about what well, my sins are taken care of. This same Jesus, not only did he pay for our sins before he ascended, this same Jesus will, like Pastor preached Sunday, will so come. Just like he left, he's coming back. And, uh, you know, that father that say, hey, I got to go to work. When I get home, uh, we're going to go throw the ball or we're going to go have a tea party, I guess. If we're gonna, when I get home, we're going to do that. Uh, that's what Jesus, he can't wait. And a lot of times we're, you know, we're punching whatever we're punching, typing whatever we're typing or building whatever we're building or fixing whatever we're fixing. But our mind is on going home and being with our family. He's up there on the right hand of the Father making intercession. But you know where his mind is? Same way it was before the foundations of the world. It was on us. It's on us. When can I go? When can I go? Is it about time yet? About time yet? That same Jesus is going to so come. This same Jesus uh, is going to give us some new bodies. <laughs> this one's 54, and uh, there's some ailments with it. Uh, again, I, can't, I told you I can't get that facelift thing because I don't have any hair to tuck it behind. Uh, and things hurt sometimes. And uh, ibuprofen is a friend of mine and, uh, and so forth, things like that. But, hey, I know there's some people way further down the road than me. And there's some things that's quit working, <laughs> much less hurt. Um, as long as mine hurts, it means it's still working. But you know what this same Jesus is going to do? He's going to give you a brand new one. I mean, a brand new one. Uh, you know, some parents, you know, they buy their kids something, their kid breaks it, and they get a lecture. I mean, I told you and I told you that I, but some parents just go buy them a new one. Now, you ought to teach them to respect and things like that and take care of stuff. That's what Jesus is going to do. He's not going to say, I told you not to play that much basketball with that body you got. I told you not to lay out in the sun with that body you got. I told you. No. He's just going to give you another one. This same Jesus is going to give you a glorified one. He's going to give you a new body. This same Jesus, he's going to come back. And uh, obviously, let us rule and reign with him. So this same Jesus that ascended, he's going to come back, and he's going to let us come with him, and he's going to let us rule and reign. A couple more. This same Jesus, uh, he's going to reward us at the judgment seat of Christ. That same one that ascended, he's going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, we don't have to worry about that other judgment, that great white throne. We don't have to worry about that, except maybe keeping other people from going there. Right, but we don't have to worry about that. But that same Jesus that ascended that day, he's going to be passing out the rewards that day. 
And just like a kid in a line that's getting popcorn or cotton candy or, or, or a, a popsicle, they want theirs. And they might even hide that popsicle behind the back and want another one in this hand. All right? That's me. When I get to that great white throne judgment, or I mean that judgment seat of Christ, I want those rewards. And that same Jesus that they watched the sin that day going to be passing them out. And I want mine so I can cast them back at his, his feet. And then this same Jesus that ascended that day, uh, the Bible says he's going to destroy this he the heavens and this earth. And he's going to create a new one. And we're going to spend eternity. And you know what he's going to continue to do? Think about us. This same Jesus thought about us before the foundations of the world. This same Jesus, when I was on the cross, or when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. This same Jesus that's sitting on the right hand of the Father right now, he's thinking about us. I want to come get him. I want to go get him. I want to go get him. And then once we get the rule and reign with him and all that stuff's done away with and the new heaven and new earth, he's just going to sit there and think about us for all eternity. This same Jesus is pretty awesome. And I only talked about five, maybe threw in a couple more right there at the end. But the Bible says that if we talked about everything he's ever done, that this world could not control or contain the books of all the good that he went about doing. This same Jesus, this same Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you.